Welcome to the Three Hokage's podcast. We're your hosts, Kay, Kareem, and Hanif. So I think this was this past week uh, going online. Uh, I've seen a lot of people in our timeline on social media uh, with these AI renderings of themselves, these uh, you know, selfie photos made by, uh, I think the app is called Linza. I know it's definitely for Android. I, I believe it's also available for iPhones as well. Uh, so, you know, a lot of great artwork. I thought, you know, an actual artist here, but it's actually done by uh, AI. So I don't I think the setup is that you have to submit at least 10 to 20 photos. I think pay five to eleven dollars. And then it sends you about 100 different variations of you and all type of you know, outfits and fantastical backgrounds and things like that. Uh, some of the pictures come out great. Not all of them. Uh, it looks like. You know, some of the stuff's like your eyeballs are not even, your face is all warped. Um, did you guys uh, have a chance to take a look at it or try uh, your own hand at getting some AI art of yourself? I, I haven't, I haven't tried it yet. Um, I do, they do admit that some of the pictures that people haven't posted, they do look really nice. Um, I don't know if they look unique in the sense of, oh wow, AI art is so incredible. Um, we should get rid of artists as opposed to wow, who is the artist that did this? This looks really good. Um, so to me, the results don't seem to be uh, drastically different um, in, in, in other than anyone can now try to create some AI artwork. Um, but I haven't tried it personally for myself. I'm, I'm just not big on, you know, submitting pictures to, you know, websites of, of myself and giving them control over whatever they can do with it. Um, that's the only reason why I haven't tried it. What about you, Kay? Um, I don't want to try it. Um, I'm a conspiracy theorist, so no. I think some of it has come out super amazing. and But then I love... I've been seeing artists who have been coming out against it because people are submitting work like theirs and then the AI kind of like mimics their style. And then you have the people that are now saying, oh, I'm an AR artist. Submit me your, your your face and I'll create your AI work. But all they're doing is feeding it into the AI generator and selling it for $40. Mm. That's that like, yeah. so I, like if you're going to do AI art in terms of like not faces, but like maybe imagery, like scenery, I'm slightly more okay with that as an idea because who's, you're not paying somebody for it. I'll give you a scene. Um, but I get how people are getting, it's a very murky situation and I will not definitely submit my face to a thing, but I love, I love the ones that have come out, but at the same time, it's just, it's a weird feeling. Like once you realize that they're taking, the AI is taking other artists style and submitting it back to you, it kind of seems not. It's not illegal, but it just seems super wrong. I know. I actually tried it out to see what it would look like. I have a few pictures that came out pretty decent. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those buyer's remorse because then I actually I went back and I saw, you know, terms of service or terms of use and stuff. And for those who don't know, the app like Linza, what it says is that once you submit your photos, those photos that they've uh, that you sent to them, they keep those photos. Now, I'm going to further go through the TOS, the terms of service, uh, to see if there's a way to have those permanently removed from their system. But once you submit your information, 
the images that they generate, they said that they own those outright and that they are free to use those wherever and whenever they want to in perpetuity. So you can pass away and, you know, 10 years down the line, Linza can use your pictures for their advertisements or whatever, because you submitted your information. So that's so for those who are listening and apprehensive about submitting their you know, pictures to Linza to have some, you know, some custom AI artwork done. Just know that. So hopefully, you know, that can help steer people away from it. I agree that, you know, using AI art, um, I didn't realize it at the time that that it was already pilfering from either known or unknown independent artists, as well as established artists, and then using that to kind of create uh, what uh, a finished product. Uh, like in the case of stealing a, an established artist's style and then, you know, kind of rendering it and trying to call it as its own. I didn't realize that's what it was doing. I just thought it was just you put it almost like a filter, kind of like you use on, on Instagram, whatever you, you submit the photos and it just applies a filter, not realizing that it was taking work from someone else and, and chopping it up, screwing it up and spitting it back out and saying, okay, this is what you are. This is what you look like. Uh, not without any credit to someone else. Um, but, and speaking about AI, I have seen some really good stuff. Uh, I, I sent you guys a link. There was someone made like almost an entire fashion show of elderly black people in different kind of outfits. And it looks nice. Uh, so I don't know. So you get the hands. Yeah, it was just weird that, you no know, AI art either can't get the hands right or can't get the eyes right. I could not, it's, it's, it's maybe in a few years, a few months from now, they'll, they'll figure, the, figure it out. But with AI art, now I've seen people, like you say, okay, like they'll say, oh, I'm an AI artist. I use Procreate and some other uh, application. So it's like, how much is the uh, the work being done by the artist and how much is doing as work being done by the AI? Are they just typing in, okay, I want you no know, male, no, no, this is the hue of the skin. This is you no know, how large or wide the person should be. And it just puts this out. Or do they actually have to do the painstaking steps of using the mouse, tablet, whatever, and uh, Wacom tablet and stuff and drawing these things out and they then use AI to you know, finish up the colors and make it more lifelike. Like, what is the entire process of generating AI art? Is it like the stuff we see in movies where like, you know, I'm, you know AI art is it the same thing as uh, creating a T-Rex in Jurassic Park. Like, is that considered AI art? Is that just more... Uh, computer-generated graphics where someone actually has to program everything out? I, I think it's, it depends on the, the, the software that you're using. Um, I know there was, and I don't even know if you call them an artist, uh, but someone won uh, an annual art competition this, this year in Colorado using AI artwork, um, AI-generated artwork. Now, I'm not going to lie, I saw the picture, the picture does look incredible. Um, and, you know, like Kay mentioned earlier, if, if it's not someone's like it, it, I can understand the use of it. Um, you know, and he said he won. He didn't cheat. This is part of the all accepted according to the rules. And I, it's just basically the way that he described the scene and what he wanted to be in the scene. And he, I, I generated this, this, this image for him. So I think it depends on the software that you're using and how much text you have to type. Um, I personally have not tried it for myself. Um, I am curious as to where the balance is. Um, like, for example, um, Adobe, they, they're, they're saying basically that anything that they generate through AI artwork belongs to them. 
even if it's essentially stealing someone's artwork. Um, and the irony is you can't even like compress a PDF or make it a smaller size without paying some kind of a fee to use any of their tools. So to me, it's where is the balance at in terms of how much artwork can be and should be generated using someone's style, um, using someone's past images without them at least having some kind of a benefit from it. Um, to the point where if it's, like for example, I think of Comic-Con, a lot of people go to Comic-Con to get commissions. Mm -hmm. If you can now get an AI generated image that looks very similar to an artist, um, now obviously you won't have someone's signature on it, um, but if, if the artwork you can get for $30 and you don't have to worry about not you know, waiting in line or missing the opportunity, will people start doing that? Um, I, I just think that there, there should be a balance because sometimes artists are taking advantage of and hopefully this doesn't just become another way for them to be taken advantage of. Yeah, and it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a slippery slope, I guess. The more we accept uh, artificial intelligence in our life uh, to make other things easier or more acceptable, um, it slowly puts other creators uh, out of business. No, you would think that the, the last stronghold of uh, humanity would have been like, you know, human creativity. But now we see the AI is like jumping into like, oh, this is how you, you know paint strokes and colors and hues. I'm gonna analyze that and you know spit out something equal to or possibly better than what a what a human can do, and for a cheaper price. So now the money yeah. talks and people start to uh, like I said lean towards an AI artist who's you know never really painted anything or drew anything or pen to paper or, or paintbrush to easel, never done that before. But they you know I'm good with this mouse pad and. I typed in the commands that you uh, you wanted your 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 character to look like. Boom! Here it is. No yeah. formal training. No no uh, no nothing. It's like well, you, you're putting other people out of work. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not to be, be funny, it's um, you know sometimes like war art can be expensive. Um, you can find something that you really want and say, oh, okay, let me. Uh, how much is this? You try to find the right size, and then the price climbs up dramatically. Um, if you can generate some artwork and it's a really big, good size and it's somewhat unique, um, which route would you go? The same artwork that other people may put up or artwork that you can have generated and you can say it's your own and it's a cheaper price. People would probably go for the cheaper route, which is what there was a conversation about it. And it was, why would you pay an artist a hundred dollars to do let's say like a headshot when you could just plug that same thing like plug in your photo to Lenza or whatever or mid journey well no mid journey does text um does you write the text and then it makes an image but why, why not just pay the eight dollars and then like I get that we can't tell people how to spend their money but at the same time know that if you want something that's fantastical and you can afford to pay for an artist to do it, go the artist route because you, you never know who you're helping yeah. versus go AI. Now, again, if you, if you can't afford an artist, then go with the AI. I get it. But like at some point in your journey to, to have your art, your place filled with art, make sure that you're getting it from an actual artist who can collaborate with you. Now, I understand that a lot of some of these artists don't draw black people. 
Or they're and horrible at whole, drawing black people. Right. And then that becomes a whole other issue where, well, if I can just go to an AI and they can do the same thing, like the, the way the image look of the um, elderly fact, uh, the elder, the elders fashion show, the faces were, were pretty great. Like I could get myself looking like that. But if I go to somebody that does that type of work and they can't do black people, it just... Do what your pockets allow you to do, but at some point go to go to support uh, an actual artist. And there are many artists that may have a pay scale that you can work with, or if you want something, it may take you a little bit longer to get it, but at some point use a real artist, not just AI. Mix it up. I, I agree. Um, I think there's, there's something that comes with getting artwork from an artist. Um, even even if there's a story connected to it, um, I, I I have it's not a, a really big piece of artwork. But again, some of the prices can go up. But when we brought this art, the Aboriginal artwork, um, it comes with a certificate. It comes with the person's story as well. Um, how they got into it, what it meant for them, what what created that style. Um, so there's a lot of history that can go into certain art styles, certain areas um, or cultures, and, and I don't think that should be lost just to reproduce an image, um, because there's a lot that can go into specific styles, and that can be lost when people just generate images that look similar without hearing or at least being aware that there is a story connected to um, the origin of that style. I think also as we get closer and closer to, well, we move forward in regards to technology, um, I'm interested to see how accepting mass media will be with AI art. Like a lot of the, we see a lot of the gripe comes from uh, creatives first because, it, you know, you, you're taking money, potential uh, op job opportunities, potential clients away from them. Uh, it, you're giving, you're shining light on people who either biting off of their style but what happens when mass media starts to accept it? Uh, case in point, um, you know, movie theaters, movie, not movie theaters, movie studios start to um, incorporate AI artwork inside of their films. I know, uh, you know Disney Plus and, and stuff has started to use a lot more, you know, rely heavily on CGI stuff. Like, you know, they had Mark Hamill de-aged. You know, they, they even um, Indiana Jones in his new movie, Indiana Jones uh, Part 5, I think five, 5 or 6, uh, they're going to try to de-age him to make him look younger. Uh, even this movie that's coming out now, James Cameron's Avatar Way of the Water, heavily, heavily, heavily on CGI, green screen, stuff like that. How much, how, I mean, how close are we to you know, using just AI artwork or AI art into these things, probably to either make them, allow them to produce movies faster, maybe cheaper. And at the end of the day, a lot of these movie studios just care about the bottom line. They'll want to stop. And if it costs less to get it done, I don't have to hire a, a full team, a full studio to do it the quote unquote right way. Um, then it doesn't matter. It saves me a few million dollars. I can you know, put that invested elsewhere. Yeah, it's um, I'm, I'm excited for for Avatar Wave of the Water. Um, I even enjoyed the first Avatar, and and I can still admit it to this day. I'm not going to say I. I didn't enjoy it online because it seems like a lot of people do that. But somebody paid to see the movie in the movie theater. Um, <laughs> so no one's going to admit I it. it. Yeah, I just find it interesting that now all of a sudden there's no one like the movie 
but it made all this money somehow. And it's okay. It's okay. But I, I, I really want to admit, I did enjoy it. Was the story completely revolutionary? No, it wasn't. But you're not going to get that everywhere. To me, the technology um, was impressive. And I'm actually looking forward to the second one um, because I think the story will be really good, but also the technology that it, it will be amazing to watch is another reason why. And it's my understanding that they did use AI um, as part of the creation of a lot of the scenes, a lot of the images that we see, um, the way the CGI worked with the actors. So I think there has been, it's sort of ready to use some AI generated images or um, programming to help assist with some of these more complex scenes. Um, again, I don't know how deeply that has gone with this particular movie, but um, I'm curious to see how much better this one will look compared to the first Avatar movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely saw the first one in the theater. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I might have seen it twice. I definitely saw it in the theater. Um, I'm not sure if I, I think I've seen it once in 3D and then once without 3D. Um, it was an okay movie. I just, my, my gripe with it after watching it was just that the plot didn't seem that. Native and Ferngully? Right. I mean, it, it wasn't, there, there wasn't like a plot twist to it. It wasn't like, oh, this is just feel like you, we, you're just modernizing. Um, Ferngully? Ferngully. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> There's this guy, okay, he's in this, uh, no, he's a main character, fine, but uh, no, turn down the forest, okay, now he's he's got a conscience because he, you know, he hooked up with Zoe Saldana and, and sort of the way the people are, so, okay, so this is Fern Gully, okay. For those who haven't seen Fern Gully, you know, the, the, those younger kids out there, you know, so maybe it's new to them. Um, that is probably, for me anyway, that's got me with a, with a little, um, uh, again, buyer's remorse as far as uh, I don't think I'm going to be eagerly anticipating this movie that comes out this Friday. I think I'll, if I see it in the theaters, it won't be any time soon. The black, no, it's January or something like that. Okay, I'm going to go check it out. If not, I'll check it on one of the, I don't even know what streaming service it'll be on, um, but uh, I'll probably check it out online if, I, if, if anything. Uh, the graphics in the first one, it didn't seem revolutionary. It seemed like it was good graphics, but it wasn't like, I'd never seen this before. It wasn't like um, when Matrix first came out, the way they were doing camera angles and the 360 degrees, like stuff that we haven't seen in the movie before. It wasn't like that. We had Jurassic Park. We had several Marvel movies that came out before this. So we've seen decent you know, uh, special effects. Uh, you know, Pixar was popping. So it wasn't like, oh, this is different. I've never seen you know, 3D animation. So I'm interested to find out what's how this movie is going to look. You no, know, they, they said the actors said they spent a lot of time underwater actually filming their scenes. Uh, so how is that going to uh, manifest itself on the, on, on, on the final product? Like, I mean, we've seen Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. They filmed a lot of some of those scenes of, uh, uh, no, not Atlantis, but when Namor is from, that was some of those scenes were filmed underwater as well. So can we do a comparison, not shot by shot, but like which one looks better? Uh, I'm hoping it's going to be James Cameron. It took him 13 years to make it. So I'm hoping that it's going to look a lot better than uh, Black Panther 2. Uh, what about you, Kay? Are you, are you going to check it out or are you going oh. to protest it also? I'm not protesting. I'm just not going to see it. It's not, okay. I'm not going to see it because I have some big thing about the movie. No, I just don't care. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay i should say this i'm in my phase of the year where i don't really give a shit about anything mm -hmm. so 
I don't care. I hope it does well. Please stop after this one. Oh. oh no, he's he's got. I think he's. This is two. I think he's he's already. I think talking about he wants to go up to uh, four and five because he's the, the main actor said they already started filming scenes for part three. Yeah. Okay. Look. Look. You know what? Go for it. Milk the milk it as much as you want to. I did. I watched the first movie. I enjoyed the first movie. Um, I think I did see it in the theater. Um, it made me feel so much like Fern Gully. Um, and if it does that for children, if it makes, if they, if it gives them that attachment to we need to do better for this planet, cool. I just don't care. Like I've seen, so I've seen Black Panther three times, right? And mm-hmm. each time I've seen it, they've had the, that, that the, the preview for that movie. And I'm just like, the more you show it to me, I'm still don't want to see it. I'm like, cause now y'all have come from one end with your battle to these water people, the water, the, the water, the water tribe, and y'all want to bring your sh- to them and make them do what y'all want. No. <laughs> what do you have against Jake Sully? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm tired of people. I told like, yo, I get, I kid you, like, it's this, it's this horrible end of the year part of me that just doesn't care about anything right now. Like, and it comes every year. Like, I just, there's nothing. Like, even to me, I'm like, okay, you're telling the same story again. But this time, instead of the humans being the aggressors, you've got another tribe of people coming to another tribe of people. Again, this is from, the, this is from, the, this is from those, that stupid um, preview, the whatever it's called. And I'm like, and now y'all want to take over. And you want them to help you to fight the humans, but y'all were nowhere to be found, and it has to be your way and not their way. So you got you're taking over their way of life, the way the humans are trying to take over yours. But we're supposed to be sympathetic with you because you, as a human, fell in love with a girl, got her pregnant, and became one of them to some extent. What? Tell me why I give a shit. No, I, I, I don't. Plot wise, I don't really care. I, honestly, I thought the Earth, about to say the Terrans or the humans. I thought they were vacating the planet because they got their bus kicked. But apparently, the resources on this planet are you know too is too rich in resources for them to just walk away because they got their their bus kicked in one battle. Uh, yeah, so we're going to rely heavily on Kareem to let us know how this movie <laughs> turns out. Because <laughs> us who don't care. And again, again, it's not because I'm I'm boycotting. I just I just I don't think I'm gonna see anything that comes out by next year until next year. Like, yeah, I just don't give a crap. I'm trying to think what yeah. this is coming out. It's nothing really. Oh, well, Puss in Boots is coming out <laughs> on Christmas. There's I, I not think much some out. of the marketing teams have have felt the same way K has felt, where <laughs> they don't care what's coming out the rest of the year either. <laughs> because I I see you know news about movies at the last minute where I'm like, wait, what is this movie? And the only time I like hear about it is when they're saying what's in the, how did the box office do? And I'm like, I have not seen anything about this movie whatsoever. Oh, you mean like that Disney movie about that family in space? Yeah, that yeah. was... No, wasn't it was space? Like, I thought it was like traveling out. to the center of the earth. Wasn't like Strange Adventures or something like that? Yeah, it's something like that, but I'm like, oh... The fact I, that we don't even know says a lot. <laughs> And I'm like, and I actually finally, like, when they, when they talked about how it didn't do good in the theaters, I finally saw a trailer, and I was like, 
this looked interesting. Why didn't anybody promote this at all? Like, at all. Y'all all feel like we do. Nobody cares. But I'm like, that I would have went to see. I have nephews. They're little. They would have potentially enjoyed that. But no. You know, I, I watch a, a lot of um, kids shows now. And they, they, there's always ads because I'm not, I'm not paying for for YouTube and some of these other platforms. It's just, I don't know, maybe I'm just old school. And the commercials they show are never relevant to a kids show. Like they have like a podcast for adults, like come up and it'd be thirty minute long ad. You have stuff about the army. You have about insurance. Um, once in a while, they have like another cartoon show. But it's like, why don't they advertise even movies like this? So it's like, out of all the different types of shows I watch, never once have I seen any advertisement for any of these movies that have come out this month. Nothing. Nothing. It's on, it's on, it's on where they put the marketing dollars. That, that's, uh, that's, that's on them. Um, what we're trying to figure out now, not we, but I guess... Um, the three Hokages is like, what is what is going to happen? Um, speaking of movies, like, what say, for example, DC? Uh, DC got bought by uh Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers uh gobbled up uh um HBO and you know Disney Discovery Plus, and you know, they started dropping movies. They dropped Batgirl. I hoped I was hoping they, they would just drop Ezra Miller and still put out Flash. I don't even know when Flash is coming out. No idea when Flash is coming out. Uh, and then there's rumors that um, Jason Momoa is not going to return as Aquaman. Is that even true? Or that's just an internet rumor? I think anything is possible now. To be, to be honest with you, in, in terms of uh, the the rumors. Um, and, and honestly, I can't even say I'm upset. Uh, the only thing that I, I would be upset about is if we lost The Witcher not even have new Superman. Um, that would be the only thing I would be upset about. I mean, I did like Jason Momoa as Aquaman. You know, mm-hmm. hopefully they can they can find a way to keep him on. Um, but to me, the DC live action movies have been such a mess that I, I I I can't say that I blame James Gunn for not showing any confidence in it. Um, what would be the point of him of everyone complaining about all these DC movies? For him to take over and to just cut out the same track, I'm sorry, the same movie they always put out, it wouldn't make sense. Um, whether or not certain actors are good fits, I, I think is it, it, one thing. Um, I, I, I did, I am upset about The Witcher. <laughs> but part of me was saying, okay, if he's coming back as Superman, um, I'm fine with that. If Henry Cabral is coming back, we're gonna get some real Superman movie where he actually talks, where he actually interacts with people. I'm fine with that. But if we're not even gonna have that, then why did we lose The Witcher? Yeah. But I, I, I don't mind DC being revamped. They, they should scrap the Flash movie. I think they invested, no, they, they invested too much money into it. Um, I think what yeah, I think they just need to recast flash no don't need don't you don't need ezra miller for the um press junket put the movie out let it be successful or let it fail but put the movie out and use that as a jump off point for the rest of your films unless you're just going to do a full-on reboot and pretend that uh whatever that storyline doesn't exist which to me is foolish they're never going to drop ezra miller they're not 
Like, but why? Real, oh, okay. Because he's white. Fuck it. Because <laughs> he's white. They're not dropping that shit. They have sunk too much money into this little white boy's movie that people don't, that they're not, that they refuse to say that they were wrong by scrapping everybody else. They are not going to say, we messed up, we screwed up, we're going to support this white kid no matter how effing trash it'll be because we've already, we've already put too much money into it. We cannot say that we were stupid and wrong. They're not going to do that. Would, should they be doing that? Absolutely. Will they be doing it? Hell no. That's the only reason why. They can totally redo the movie. Like They're not going to redo the movie. So we can just forget that. It'll come out whenever they decide to come out. He's not going to be cast again as Flash. This is going to be the end for him. But they're, they're not going to completely lose however hundreds of million dollars they've already sunk into this. They're going to just put it out let it sink or float. Let it sink or maybe do well. Who knows? Um, I doubt that. <laughs> they're not. They're, they're, they're going to just... They're, 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 they've, they've sunk too much money into this for them to just let... For them to scrap it. Let them do a whole new movie. Let, let, the, let the universe be rebooted. Let them just start all over with a new Big Bang, whatever. I don't even care. I mean, it would be it would have been nice to get the bat, the um, Batgirl movie, which y'all finished, and you guys did not do because somebody's a moron. But yeah. I I don't even I don't even know if DC can be saved at this point. People have great ideas of how D- DC should be revamped. Um, if Jason Momoa leaves, I'd be like, cool, because you know now that we've got Batman's uh, uh, Marvel's Aquaman. Uh, so mean but like i could understand if he doesn't after seeing black panther too like after seeing the way they use this uh, this (laughs) their water their underwater mutant guy (laughs) and how they keyword mutant (laughs) right keyword mutant their underwater mutant guy and how they revamped his to have a story that's more ethnically diverse than Momoa's. I'm like, yo, he might just be, <laughs> he, he could be like, yo, I'm kind of my loss because y'all could have did that for me, but y'all didn't. Like, Marvel did this whole thing of revamping what their character was like. And here, yeah. I, here he is, you know, y'all couldn't have done that for him. I mean, cool, y'all got, y'all got that actor plays dad, but I'm like, for the most part, his ethnicity has nothing to do with who he like so if he goes on to be lobo good for him should they revamp the whole thing yes does this mean i want to see blue beetle now blue beetle i want to see i i forgot about that for a minute i don't know i don't i just don't trust dc to be doing good stuff which is super sad because, like, early Superman movies, I loved those. Like, Kid Me was loved DC movies because when we were kids, we had the Superman movies, we had the Batman movies with um, Mr. Mom, Beetlejuice. What is his real name? Michael Keaton. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Like, we had those movies, and they were they were good. Yeah. They were better than Spawn. Um, sorry. What Spawn movie? The only Spawn movie that we've actually had? The live action Spawn movie? I don't know what you're talking about. 
That doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> that must be like the multiverse or something. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of Spawn, I'm really hoping this this uh, McFarlane remake or uh, his vision of Spawn is going to be good because I'd really feel bad if it's worse than the, the alleged original Spawn movie. We, we're going to pretend that that one didn't exist. But we like the actor. No, yeah, no, the I character nothing, is so dope too. Nothing wrong with the actor. Nothing wrong with the actor at all. Just the movie was like, uh, uh. it was perfect for the time period. How's that? That's fine. Okay, the the graphics were of that time period. You know, it was it was okay for that time period. Like that, we can re- we can move forward and go and do good things. But yeah, DC, like, please. <sighs> James Gunn, if you're gonna do it, do it well. Do it. Just, just, just give me convincing stories. Just, just, just give me stories that I want to engage in. And please, for the love of all that is holy, do not give me another damn Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman movie. No, they, they, they said they all. Oh, the director has stepped down from it, so hopefully yes. that means they won't do another Wonder Woman movie. I'll be down for a Nubia movie. I would be down for Nubia too. But like, let me just be honest. People love the first Wonder Woman movie. It was okay. People like the second Wonder Movie, Wonder Woman movie. They were stupid. Um, they haven't given me a convincing Wonder Woman live action since Linda Carter. And even well, that was for the time period, so that made sense. But I don't like the Wonder Woman movies. They are, they they just are. They're 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 time fillers. That's what they are. Yeah, I like the first one. I thought it was a good introduction to her. Um, the second one, I have no idea what happened, um, where they went that route. Uh, maybe the third one, they wanted to bring Chris Pine back again. You know they were. And, and that's probably why they said, no, we can't do it again. Um, it's like, this man come back more than anybody else. And I think they had him possessing somebody else's body. No, I'm making that part up. But I'm I'm not disappointed if this happened to Wonder Woman three movie because if if it's going in the same direction as Wonder Woman two, um, I wouldn't watch it. No, I wouldn't either. Uh, someone's gonna have to be the crash test uh, dummy to go see this movie first. <laughs> yeah, gonna, I was mad at this. Like, yeah, you know, rock paper scissors for that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, <laughs> none of us will see it. <laughs> That's all. None of us will go see it. That's okay. Yeah, I was really mad at the the Wonder Woman um, storyline. Okay, question: Have y'all do y'all follow Frankie, Fantastic Frankie, on um social media? No. Damn. Okay. Yeah, I follow her. We follow okay, her. Okay, so she came out. She came out with a really decent um plot, a way to revamp the the DC movie universe, and we would actually get like the Big Bang, as like. You know, so we get our bang babies as well. So, if you fo- if you don't know who Fantastic Frankie is, look, check her out. Check out her um Instagram. She did this like I think about oh, sometime this past week. So like the first week of Dece- the second week of December. Just check out what she what her idea of revamping Disney uh the um DC universe is. It's actually pretty pretty nice. No, I, I saw it um, when she put it out. This was, uh, I believe it was last week. Like Everything kind of relates to um, 
Actually, she did, I think the way she did a jumping off point, like it still uses the content that was already put out. You don't have to recreate things to kind of create a new jumping off point. Right. Which I think she used um, uh, uh, Martian, a Martian Manhunter yeah. as like really the main focal point. From there, it kind of blooms, uh, blossoms out to Black Lightning. Uh, I'm not Black Lightning, a Static Shot, then yeah. Beetle, and so forth and goes from there, which is great. Great ideas, but I think it it's too heavily melanated and to, for it to be, uh, quote unquote, successful in, in um, the white mass media uh, I, viewpoint. That's how I feel. Like, it, it makes sense to me. I like it. Sounds great. But I think for the people who um, are considered the non-minorities and considered to be the uh, prime viewers, uh, you know, white male cis uh, individuals, they're going to get they're going to get in their feelings about this. Shit. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. If they were in their films about a black mermaid, then they're gonna, you know, how are they gonna feel with oh Martian Manhunter and he's black? Um, he's been portraying a black character for decades, but go on. Oh uh, right. no, static shock. Oh, why can't we have something else? It's like this is these are characters that I think they feel slightly offended that you know, with these characters of color, we show them the reality of what America actually is, or or uh for, for us. It's not it's not the same experience for everyone of every uh, of every hue, and when we bring that up, it's like oh, you know, like I said, it's woke or CRT or no, you just um, no, you 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 fake news or whatever. It's like no, this it's not all not sunshine and apple pie for everybody, you know. Right. It's like I'm sorry, your your apple pie is not our apple pie. Your apple pie is is maggot infested when it's given to us. No thanks. Yeah. Um, sorry. So what so you're saying is, is, is it's such that Elon Musk might be pissed off to talk about it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he may get he may ban you from Twitter if you talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do think they need a, a reboot. Um, it does sound like a great idea. It, again, the masses may have an issue with that, or maybe not even the masses. Maybe more along the lines of um, the people in charge may have an issue with it, and they may not want to put something out there like that. Um, sure. But obviously, something needs to happen because the way it's been going um, is not working. Uh, it, it's just if you had to have someone explain in five minutes the state of DC movies, not in terms of what's going on behind the scenes, but the actual world that exists, you wouldn't be able to form a coherent, you know, explanation as to what's going on. You have, you know, Robert Pattinson's Batman which was, in my opinion, really good. But where does that fall into this world? Then you also have um, Ben Affleck, and then you have Wonder Woman, then you have the Snyderverse, and then you have this and you have that. It, where is it? We don't know. But also, so it, no, go ahead. So, so, yeah, something needs to be done to, to, to make sense out of whatever the DC movies can be considered now. I don't know. Fresh start, reboot. Yeah, I think I think a, a, a fresh start would be um, fine. But you, you mentioned like the uh, Robert Pattinson and the Ben Affleck. Like I think one, I think by having Marvel come up first and do do everything um, uh, in a chronological order or in a very you no know, regimented. This is what it is. This is what it is. Um, I think when we look at what. Uh, DC did it all over the place. No, this is it's not the same universe. It's different characters, and it's, it's almost like you go into a comic book store where you have, um, you know, 
Batman um, this series, and you have Dark Knight series. Like you have different comic books about the same character, but the stories don't aren't together. Like this is a, you know Bruce Wayne Dark Knight is doing something totally different from just the Batman series over here. That's how I feel like that's what I'm thinking. That's probably what DC thought they were going to do, but it fell apart. Like you had, I thought Ben Affleck was a decent um, uh, Batman. I mean, even if you didn't want to use uh, 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 the original uh, Michael Keaton and do it like a, you know, Batman, Batman Beyond or something like just you have so many opportunities there uh, as far as DC Warner Brothers goes that you squander them by not having a, a game plan. And I'm hoping that by yeah. hiring James Gunn and putting out a, you know, almost doing like a, a Feige kind of thing, when you put out a timeline, these are the stories you want to tell in this order rather than, oh, I like this character. Uh, let's make a Suicide Squad. Oh, I like this. As long as like, you know, just picking things out. And then from a viewers and fan standpoint, we'd like it to see if it can kind of all relate to something. Something grandiose, you no, know, kind of how you know phase one, phase two, phase three led to a culmination of you know these characters that we've been entertained by for the past fifteen years fighting a common threat, as opposed to just we're all over the place. We don't know what we're doing. We're gonna re- we're gonna reboot and give you a new character, and we're not gonna show this movie that had information that would have made the previous movie sound uh, more coherent. And we're gonna redo that and call it the Snyder's cut. It's like okay, you just what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. I need them to sit down with an Excel sheet mm-hmm. or not even an Excel sheet. I need them to sit down in a room with like a giant uh, green board, whiteboard, whiteboard, and then just tack stuff up on there and do it that way. Like I need them to be visual now. Like put this up there. Do your phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four, or even... January, like do do something, put it up there so you can see it. If you can, if you can see it, maybe just maybe we'll get something reasonable, decent. Yeah, seventy five percent okay. Yeah, yeah, and and that's one of the, the reasons why I like um, James Gunn being in charge now. I, again, I don't know what the game plan ultimately is. I don't know what they're doing. Um, but when I think of how he's taken obscure characters and he's turned them into, you know, very common names or, or characters that that people are aware of outside of maybe, you know, hardcore um, comic book fans, where you not only know their name, but you at least have a sense of the per- their personality when it pertains to the movies. Um, and I think DC, they, they, one of the issues they've had is they don't know how to get past their main characters. And I think as a result of that, they, they, they have put their main characters in a box that doesn't, that shouldn't even exist for them. Um, where again, and, and I'm not gonna be one to say I didn't like Man of Steel. I did enjoy Man of Steel for what it was, um, but that Superman was still lacking in so many ways, where it's like Superman is just someone who has a lot of power and punches and you're missing everything that makes him who he is um, because they keep narrowing down the characters based off of what they think the, the regular person knows about these characters and I think he's had that ability to take you know whether it's a rocket I mean, whether it's a raccoon or it's you know someone else and making them into almost household names um, suicide squad characters things of that nature 
because I think that will allow the DC universe to open up more. And then when you get back to the main characters, it shows their context even better, in my opinion. So that's one of the reasons why I'm excited because you you can't keep you can't keep changing the plan after every movie because then you're squandering characters, you're squandering storylines, everything. You have to at least have some kind of faith in the characters, and that people will ultimately go to like them. Yeah, no, couldn't say it better myself. It's like it. The time will tell. Uh, unfortunately, uh, by them either restarting the universe just means we probably won't see new content from them uh, in, the, in the future film standpoint after 2023. Like, you know, the, the uh, I don't even know if they're going to be working. They'll probably work on a sequel for Black Adam, but, uh, you know, the Shazam, uh, all this stuff that comes out, scheduled to come out next year. After that, we're probably going to see it more than likely a dry spell for 2024 and probably not until 2025 see something that you know will be uh, with James Gunn's you know, uh, uh, hands in it. Maybe another Suicide Squad. I'll be down to watch Suicide Squad 3. I enjoyed the second one more than the third one. The first one was fun. Shut up. Mm-hmm. It was. It was it fun. It would have been fun. It was fun. I like I guess because I didn't expect anything. So I went in with no expectations and I was pleasantly surprised. So I had fun. I laughed. When dude turned out to be super fire guy, I was like, yay, that's so cute. <laughs> like I have no, like DC has got it to a point where I have no expectation for them. So at, like it was fun and it was better than the Wonder Woman movie. So eh. yeah, for- um, <laughs> it would have been fun to me, but I, I think, and again, I don't know everything that went into the decision that we saw on the screen, but it would have been fun for me if it stayed focusing on the team that we did not know as opposed to, okay, we have to force the Joker, we have to force Batman, and we have to force this, and it just, I don't know, that's when it became a derailed movie for me. But lastly, before we close out, the Video Game Awards uh, happened recently. Uh, I didn't get a chance to check out everything. I know they said Elden Rings won uh, the game of the year. I know, Kareem, you've, <laughs> you, you've, uh, I think you you finished Elden Rings, correct? I did, Platinum, yeah. everything. Oh, wow, Platinum, too. And I heard that was like a really tough game to to, to play. So uh, kudos to you on that. Um, there were some trailers that came out. So I'm not sure uh, for those who are listening, if you've seen any of the trailers, you definitely comment on us on, on Twitter and social media. Which you thought was uh, some of your, you know, highlights of the of the night, as well as uh, some of the trailers that you saw. Um, the one I like, I enjoyed the most was the trailer for the DLC uh, for Horizons uh, Forbidden West. It's going to be a new one. I think it's called, um, I think, Smoking Volcano. Something. It's basically she goes to uh, Aloy. Uh, Aloy goes to Hollywood. She goes to Los Angeles. So as you see her, the trailer has her flying on top of um, the pterodactyl. You know, sewing over some old landmarks and how like the Hollywood uh, sign, but it's all you know, vegetation's overgrown it and everything like that. I'm interested to see what the storyline is going to be there. I was hoping she'd go further east, you know, see what New York and, and everything looks like. Uh, but I think to me, that was the biggest takeaway uh, as far as what I'm looking forward to to see in uh, 2023. Uh, Kareem, did you have any chance to see any of the trailers online if you didn't get a chance um, to check out the, th- the uh, show? I did, I did. So the the one I, I would say I'm looking forward to the most is Cyberpunk Phantom um, Liberty. 
where it, uh, just Cyberpunk is, is one of my favorite games, um, notwithstanding any bugs that others may have experienced playing it. Um, but to me, I, I, I love the game. And this is the biggest DLC that's going to come out for the game. Um, and EG's Elba is in it now as well. I, I can't wait to play an expansion for this game. I, I've played it so many times already. I, I can't wait for this. Um, but I'm also excited for Final Fantasy 16. Uh, <laughs> did you finish 15? <laughs> um, I did. I thought 15 was a little underwhelming. Um, it was okay. It just seemed, I, I don't know, it just seemed like just parts of it just didn't match up. Um, in terms of the tone, it did, from what I can recall, it was also a big time jump. Um, but it just wasn't as memorable as some of the other ones. But I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it overall a lot. It's just I somewhat have high standards for Final Fantasy. Um, <laughs> but that doesn't change the fact that I'm always looking forward to the next one to come out. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm also looking forward to Death Standing 2. That one was actually surprising to me. But um, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what that's about and, and trying it. Um, and the game that I did not hear about prior to the show is Judas. Um, that game looks really interesting as well. So that's a game that I, I have to try when it comes out. And as a fan of like, you know, Bioshock, um, similar games, I, I just want to try this one because it, is, it just seems unique enough where it can keep me engaged throughout the entire game. Gotcha. They, there was one that's more of a teaser. Um, Transformers actually has a new game coming out. I believe it's next comes out next year. Uh, it doesn't appear to have anything to do with the new Transformers movie that's supposed to come out next year. Uh, this one, the plot looks like there's another robot race that uh, attacks Earth, and the pairs that have taken over. Earth. And uh, I believe the humans are like a ragtag group of ex-military that are going around trying to reactivate. Um, deceased Autobots and try to bring them back into the fight because the, the, the trailer looks like you're trying to activate, the humans are trying to activate uh, uh, Bumblebee again. So it's interesting. It definitely wasn't Decepticons. It was some other kind of race. I forgot. I, the, the information online def, def, definitely said it wasn't Decepticons. It was another race of um, uh, robots that uh, come to Earth and kick butt. So, I mean, that sounds like a better storyline than some of the Michael Bay movies, but Let's see what this one uh, uh, looks like when it actually does come out next year. And surprisingly, they didn't show any trailer footage or any new footage for the new Spider-Man game. That's what I was like, wow. I thought that would have been a prime time to show off some more um, Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I, I at least hope so. But, you know, with the game finally being released on you know PC, um, maybe they just want to have people focus on that more now. Um, I don't know, but I was a little bit surprised about not seeing anything new for um, Spider-Man games. I think that I think next episode we'll probably just we'll we'll wait for Cream to uh, let us know how uh, Avatar: Way to Water goes, and then we'll we'll see if we're going to go check it out. if that doesn't work and it's not one that I would recommend, um, I at least hope that. By the time we do talk about it, I can at least have a good opinion about Titans uh, when they feel max. I'm enjoying it, but let's see how the season holds up as well. Yeah, there, um, there's a number of things that mm -hmm. we should be able to talk about, and hopefully, we enjoy the majority of it. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, you know what? I forgot that the new season is back without. <laughs> 
freaking. Yeah, I've been watching yeah. it. I, I, you might as well just binge watch it. Yeah. There's only like, what, four episodes so far? No. No, no there's like uh, six. Six episodes at least. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm yeah, I think it comes bummed. out uh, Thursday. Uh, I think it comes out on Thursdays. Thursdays, uh, um, I believe, on HBO Max. Or oh, now it's called been rebranded to just Max. Mighty Max? What? Might as well be. There mm-hmm. are cartoons on there. Ooh. If they got Mighty Max, maybe I'll watch. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I told you. I'm not. I, I can't. Like, I'm at that point. I stopped watching Willow, too. And I'm like. I, I, I didn't get into Willow. Uh, I remember watching the. The movie when I was younger, but it wasn't a movie that I was like, "Oh, this is great." It was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." It didn't do anything for me, but it wasn't bad. So when they said, "Oh, he's going to come out with Willow," I was like, "Okay, someone's going to be happy." I was, yeah, I, I was happy. I was too, but then I started watching it. I was like, "I cannot stand the princess. I cannot stand her." Oh my god! You, you know what's so funny about that? I I was excited. Start watching it. Um, I, I wasn't going to stay up late. I was going to watch it the next day. And then someone who watched the original movie, um, you know, one of my sisters, she was said she said she was so disappointed. She said because she didn't like any of the characters. And I'm like, ah, other than you know, um, yeah, she's your sister right. is completely correct. Yeah. And to be honest, Willow himself as an like as an older person. I mean, I get it. Like, I, I get, I get what he's going through. But I was like, yo, even him, he's like, sir, like you're holding my, you're holding my nostalgia from you, from you being a child. But at the same time, you as an adult are not as great either. But you are, <laughs> I still will hold him over everybody else in this cast because yeah. the princess. Oh my god, I wanted. I was like, can someone just shoot her in the throat with an arrow? And I feel like that's not what they want for, for people to watch it. Like, I should be rooting for her character, not wishing her to die. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe I'll give it a go again. <laughs> yeah, give it a give it a give it another spin around the block and let us know what you think of it. Okay. Second time's a charm. Let's hope so. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook under the name Three Hokages and on Twitter and Twitch while the guys game, which is Three Hokages Podcast. For more episodes and blogs, check us out on www.3hokages.com. And that is three, the number, H-O-K-E-G-S.com. And I feel like Vanna White, those numbers have turned. Thanks again for listening to us. Have a great time. No itch when I kick it cause it's preordained When I spray, pull a three hoke I gave We on sight, think a night, maybe move away It's hard to see three ninjas when they move on stage Now we're tuned of the sound of the new old age Bookworms more clever, the stakes is higher The stakes is higher, based on the day it's wire The culture ain't the case of day-to-day attire nah. Respect the frame, the bands is fire Pay homage when you speak about us Pay homage when you speak about us Pay homage when you speak about us yeah.